Hello and welcome to our expert opinion podcast in association with Explore Lifestyle. My name is Taylor Johnson, founder of Explore Lifestyle, and joining me will be a variety of industry experts as well as plenty of everyday fitness lovers to give us an insight into the actual barriers that are stopping you achieve your goals. We'll be delving into four key areas, exercise, nutrition, mental health and lifestyle, and exploring how to achieve these all whilst living a happy and healthy life. So sit back and let us give you our expert opinion. Welcome back to the Our Expert Opinion podcast. Today we are joined by a very special guest, ex-South of Scotland county tennis player, business owner, and with over 12 years experience in coaching tennis. Welcome, Michael Fairburn. How are you? Hello, Tej. Uh, yes, I'm very well. Um, thank you for having me on today. Um, I'm good. It's the start of the, the new year. Uh, started coaching again, which is nice. But having that, that time off to then going back into coaching definitely runs on the body a little bit. But definitely, definitely good to be back. Good. So you've mentioned coaching. 12 years experience. That's quite a lot. How did, how did mm. you get into tennis initially? Um, like, where did it all start? Yeah, I, I come from a sporting family. My, my dad's a football journalist, so mad football fan. I was obsessed with football growing up. I used to go to all the matches with him, which was, it was, it was fun. I got to basically, after the, after the football games, used to watch my dad interview the managers, watch all the players, like players like Scott Brown, like kind of famous Scottish national players. We used to see these guys growing up, Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. And I was just there in the back watching these guys, which is brilliant. My mum, she's sports obsessed as well got me into every sport tennis badminton athletics gymnastics did a bit of dancing when i was younger don't tell the football boys that one and um <laughs> yeah pretty much just all these sports but down the coaching route i pretty much 16 17 wasn't really sure what to do at school or what direction i was going to go into after school i ended up uh yeah i ended up doing a bit of sports coaching, a bit of assisting coaching like you do, helping out like football teams, helping out tennis um, groups. And then from there, kind of found actually I did have an interest in coaching, enjoyed that aspect of it. So when I when I finished school, 18, my stepmom pretty much obviously wanted me to move out, but at the same time was like, you need to do something with your life. So I ended up applying for lots of jobs abroad. And one of them was for a company called Mark Warner, which was um, – tennis it was like a holiday resort company ended up coaching out there in Greece and just as soon as I went out there fell in love with it knew that was the thing for me knew I kind of found my passion straight away so so lucky from an early age to find that with one year before didn't have a clue what to do the next year knew what I was doing so yeah very lucky I think you definitely touched on it there when you said so many people don't realize their passion until i don't think there's a set age for it but a lot of people find mm-hmm. it out later in life don't they and for yeah. you to find it out at sort yeah. of 18 years old is good yeah. so what was it like coaching out in in greece was it different to tennis as you know now other or mm. more, no in the uk bar obviously the weather yeah i, th- I think well, going back onto what you said about the passion thing i think it will evolve over time i think i was very lucky to find coaching straight away and i think and i'm sure we'll talk about it later on with other things that we're doing is it's definitely evolving so not necessarily just the coaching aspect but kind of how can I broaden that and I definitely think that coaching is the start for me it's got me into something it's given me a lot of confidence and I I really enjoy it but I think over time my passions will evolve as well as I understand myself a little bit more in terms of Greece uh, it was a dream it was like it was almost like the uni lifestyle but 
not university. So I would pretty much go to work, um, coach tennis out in the sun, which was incredible. You're seeing people for pretty much a week. So you coach them for a week and then they'd go and then the next week it'd be the next lot of people. And because they're on holiday, they're all in a good mood. They're all, you know, they all want to have a good time. So for, as a coach, it was a dream because you're coaching people that are already coming, that want sessions, that want to have a good time. Nowadays, a little bit different, not saying that they don't want to be coached and they don't have a good time, but it's, it's week in, week out. So it's a different type of coaching. But the lifestyle was amazing. I, I, I worked out in a little kind of island called Kos and pretty much like a party island. So yeah. we would be out in the hotels there, yeah, coaching the guests, taking the guests out for what they take out, us out for drinks and then we take them into the local town. It was just, it was good fun. It was uh, three years of just, just great fun, really. And uh, I do miss it, but I feel like I'm glad I had that stage in my life. And now I'm kind of, I don't want to have that anymore. <laughs> I, yeah. I can party like the way I party before. It's kind of like, university like you can yeah yeah one of those things you will never forget those memories or for a lot of people you'll never forget those memories Mm. but i i don't think i could cope with the partying and the level of drink that was involved in university now today you know we must be we must be getting old because the thing is like four years ago didn't think anything of it but if i did that now there's no way i could do that now there's no way i could do that lack of sleep or I don't know if your body just gets used to it or whatever but um yeah. now my, my whole life is completely changed and obviously with what's going on at the moment with the pandemic obviously you can't really go out and socialize as much but it's definitely given me time to think I can't do that <laughs> and I don't actually I don't want to do that anymore um occasionally but not to the, cons- <laughs> the consistent levels that I was doing it before like, yeah no we'll leave it to our football Christmas parties I'll have to point <laughs> out something um my nickname in school and through football was Teach. Uh, so sorry okay, <laughs> so that is why Mike is calling me that um but on on so you come back from Greece is was there still the intention you thought well now I'm gonna did you go back to Scotland or did you move elsewhere after Greece yeah it was interesting I did pretty much at a time six months on well, no, no, more, eight months on and then kind of four months off. So you do the summer season, then you come back. So when I was coming back, I was coming back to Scotland and then I would just do odd jobs here and there. I, I'm working um, as a, a kind of, almost like handing out like leaflets to, to, to nightclubs, PRing, that kind of stuff. I was work, worked as a kind of a hotel porter. So basically a receptionist at night. So doing anything here and there. When I came back, though, after my final season, again, I wasn't really sure what to do. I, I know I wanted to stay in coaching. So I, I kind of went through, um, you've you heard of David Lloyd before. Yeah. David Lloyd, yeah, David Lloyd Centres. So I, I started working at the kids club at David Lloyd Centre. And then at the same time, because I, through my tennis background, had a lot of connections with coaches, ended up just doing a lot of assistant coaching there. So did that for a year or so, but with no real direction. And then all of a sudden, a coach that I was helping out with, he got a job quite high up in the LTA, which is the, the Lawn Tennis Association. So it's like the governing body for tennis. He took that job uh, in Edinburgh and pretty much was like, I was helping out with a few cardio sessions. So cardio tennis is basically high intensity, lots of balls. And you don't need to be, you don't, don't need to come from a tennis background. You could be a complete beginner or you could be quite an advanced tennis player. And it's all about feeding, hitting, moving um, with music. So I started doing that at this club. He then told me about his job, said, look, would you want to take over my position? Because I feel like you're the ideal position, the ideal person for that role, which at the time I didn't think that. I was like, whoa, I, 
I'm not ready to take on a head coach role. And it was quite a, quite a nice club in Edinburgh, five court club, which is um, very well known. So I was like, whoa, a bit overwhelmed, but almost like, and this kind of happens in all my life, just kind of threw myself into it and just adapted very quickly. So, so I ended up doing that. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't planned at all. It just all of a sudden came, came out of nowhere. Nice. Okay, cool. And alongside tennis, obviously we play football together. So when did you start playing football? Yeah. So that was my first love. F- football was my first love. Like I said, used to go to all the football matches with dad. Dad was obsessed. So I um, just loved it and, and was quite good at it from a young age. It was interesting though, as soon as I got, became like 12, 13, 14, I was much better at the individual sports. So tennis progressed for me and I, I unsure about what happened there. I think more of a mentality thing than anything with Football, you're more in a team, but you can get crowded out quite easily. In tennis, you're individual, and it's all all on you or nothing. So, so you, you can't you can't shy away. You're on center stage. You have to you have to be out be out there on your own. And I think that definitely worked better for my mentality. So, but with, with football, I ended up continuing playing football because I, my dad ended up coaching the, the football team, so I played that, and then. He was quite heavily involved with um, a semi-pro team, um, Galafiridin. They're now called Galafiridin Rovers. So I ended up playing for them a little bit, mainly on the bench. I don't tell the boys that, but like I, I ended up um, playing for a few matches. We ended up playing the Scottish Cup, and then actually, like last year, they um they're doing really well now. Actually, they got they just got beaten the Scottish Cup the second round, I think. But they they did really well. And they've got quite relatively high profile players there's one guy playing for their team the team now the captain Danny Galbraith who played for Hearts and then Man U signed him when he was like a youngster he only made the second team didn't get to the first team but he then from then went on to lots of several teams in in England then came back up to Scotland lower leagues and then he's a a gala boy Galashian's boy so he ended up he's now captain their team but the the standard was like I couldn't believe it I I came off the bench a couple of times and literally was blown away it was just like, like the pace of the game um but, but it's interesting because you see the guys on TV and you go, certainly the lower leagues, you look at them and go, oh, you know, I could do something there. Yeah. And then you play it and it's, it's, it's only semi-pro in Scotland. So this is like nothing compared to like English semi-pro, I guess. But the standard and jumping. So I've kind of experienced that. And I've experienced that in tennis as well, playing county and then playing like high up and competing at a, a relatively high level. But then when you, when you meet the next level above, and then the next level above that, you kind of realise actually that these guys have to train. They have you, you have you have to commit yourself. And I and I think that was my big thing as a youngster. I didn't have that level of commitment, and I, I, I don't necessarily think that's through other people's faults. I just think it was, or or my fault. I just think it it was the way it was. I didn't realise I had to train at that high level to get to that level. And I think a lot of people think that, and they kind of look at the football and they go, oh, "I could I could do that," but it's um definitely misleading when you watch it on tv and then you actually compete against some of these guys you'll, you'll definitely have times when you played against some guys or you might have friends that made it in football but you see that level and you go wow it's just a totally different level to, yeah. to what we know yeah like i've got i've got a few friends who uh, who have made it and are playing currently and you watch them and sometimes you watch them on telly and you know I, i'll say this to them as well and they'll get beaten by um both are centre backs, so they'll get beaten by the striker, and I was just like, "Oh, that looks so weak and so slow." Yeah, yeah. Against a different caliber of player, you know, it's not like if they walked onto our Sunday league pitches, 
even though they're not like carpets that they play on, but you'd, you'd look at it um, and they'd be, have their blowers away. And, yeah, um, there's, there's one boy in our team, sorry, there's one boy in our team who is not in our team anymore because he, he lives in the Canary, is it the Canary Islands? Yeah, he lives like, yeah, and he is like, you watch him in like his balance, he can just pass boys easily, slides and tackles, but he's not even that high a level. But, but when you look at him, you think, wow, he's mind-blowing. He like, yeah. can do everything. So yeah. Well, he's, he's shorter than you and I. I don't know, I won't call him out, but he's short. <laughs> But he will win every single header. Doesn't matter yeah, if he's yeah. six foot four centre back or you know whatever. He will win that header, and it, his leap is just amazing. Just mm. little touches, and like you said, he plays the game that little bit faster than everyone else. And he reads it, doesn't he? And it's yeah. like they, they do have a different kind of awareness of what's going on. But then I guess if he meets the, his level or the level above him, it's just it's 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 fascinating, and it just kind of shows you. It kind of you, get, you have much more respect for seeing these pros and. And when you go back to tennis, if you watch like these guys competing or like Andy Murray, for example, a big hero of mine, you watch these guys and you just, I, I have so much admiration for, the, for them because I, I know what they have to go through to get to that. But the pressure as well, the, the mental pressure, like, I don't know if you watched the Wimbledon, was it 2013 when he beat Djokovic for the Wimbledon for the first time? And the amount of pressure on, on you there, everybody watching and like just... Incredible, like hats off to these guys. Like, yeah, sure. he, well, he had the weight of, well, the entirety of Great Britain. That everyone always says he's Scottish when he loses, Great British when he. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, he had all of them. Plus, he came from a tennis background, so you, he'll feel it from his family. But to keep mm. your head, and the, the way he did it as well was no sort it wasn't a walk in the park. You're, you're playing against one of the best ever tennis players to, to go and do that. Um, so yeah, the the mentality, as you say, as you go up the stages, it, it's the difference between the the top of the top. When you yeah, you know, going back to football, when you look at the Messi's and the Ronaldo's, they'll show up in the big games, and it doesn't matter the yeah. stage that they're, they're there and they're performing, and that's what makes them the best. Well, that's it. I've played many a match against like a high level player, and they step up on the big points, break points, whenever they they, they always seem to produce a huge serve, get themselves in a position and finish the point off. And it, it really goes down to, I, I, it's all mental and, and being psyched up at the right times and knowing, or I need to step up here and being able to do so. Obviously, we all want to step up like whenever we can, but these guys seem to just do it when, when they have to. And because of that, like, that makes them a level above everyone else. Yeah, I think in tennis, so I played tennis quite a lot when I was young and my dad sort of taught me when I was five six years old and he said you know tennis is really good because you're reliant on yourself he said I don't even like doubles because on doubles you're reliant on a partner and I think yeah. I kind of had that built into me which is why football came sort of later in life for me um and that sort of mentality in tennis uh, is it makes you really like an individual you're you're out yeah. there and you're on yeah. your own and it it does add pressure um and I think you can almost sort of pull your punches to make sure a shot goes in or something like that yeah. whereas you're putting yourself at risk by playing that way um tennis is really tough like that do, do yeah you, do you find there was a bit of a um try, like a conflict between tennis and football so your mindset of tennis and then coming into football which is a team sport whereas you've got to be reliant on those other 10 people on the field yeah 
Yeah, de definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm quite glad you mentioned this about the, the tennis being an individual sport. Um, before, before I answer your actual question, I've, I've started at a tennis club, which is relatively close to where you live, actually, Risley Tennis Club. And it's where I used to play as a kid. Is that where you played? Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And um, it's transformed, obviously, since I've been there. And uh, there's a, what we did, actually, just because of COVID, I think a lot of people are thinking, all right, I want to do something for me. And tennis is one of the sports that you can still play socially distanced. So a lot of people, a lot of kind of adults in their 30 to 50s have come to, to Risley and now do group coaching. And we've started off with, again, like group sessions, but doing kind of more singles play. But really, when when you do get a little bit older, it's mainly doubles um, that people play. But a lot of people don't like doubles because they have a partner. They, they're space aware. They don't know if they should be coming over to the other side of the court. They don't want to let down the partner. And it's mainly letting down the partner, that kind of that feeling of, oh, I don't want to like miss a shot and then I feel really bad. And, and definitely... For me, growing up, like being individual, it's all dependent on myself and don't want to let anyone down. So that definitely that individual side, it's all my responsibility. If I made a bad shot, it's my fault. I can I can handle it. But if, if it was my fault and I passed the ball and some striker came in and took it and then scored a goal, that to me that was too too not too difficult to deal with because I still played football, but I could I can deal with it better being an individual being a tennis player because it's my responsibility and and but that's what I love about tennis is because it teaches so many good values growing up because and so does football so do all these sports that's what's so good about sports is the values that you get from it but certainly tennis I'm a big advocate of that because that's my profession I'm very biased in terms of it's all you like at the end of the day it's all you it's all it's your body language as well and you 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 could be playing against an opponent and if your head slumped down you're giving off like bad energy your opponent will feed off that but also if you're giving up bad energy you're going to start feeling bad about yourself and you start kind of going down and, and then you can't get out of it it's that constant loop and it's, it's interesting because you can have quick hacks and you, you learn a lot more about yourself I certainly learned a lot more about myself playing tennis than I did football because tennis was was me so I, I learned actually I need to change my self-talk in my head I can't be so negative all the time if, if I'm cursing and swearing and put myself down and I see this in the kids that I coach all the time, then it's not going to help me. It's only going to, it's only going to make things worse. So I, so then in real life, if I start having this negative um, self-talk that's going on and on, I go, whoa, hang on a second. Like, this isn't going to help me. I need to, I need to switch. I need to switch up. I need to do something to change that. Is it go for a walk? Is it go do some exercise? Is it go chill out, have a bath? Is, am I overworking? All these things. But I, I definitely take so much from tennis and into into real life um but obviously i'm very biased in tennis i'm a, I'm a natural tennis salesman I'm, I'm gonna say that but you could do the same for everything I, in terms of sports and, and football for example the, the team the teamwork you have to work together if you're just and I, i'm quite bad at doing this because I, I i get so competitive so i'll end up like because I, I have been saying oh yeah i don't want to let anyone down but then i get too competitive to the point i want to win so much so I, like, i'll end up like I remember like shouting at Cam Harvey after he was trying to G the team up and I was like, I had a, I had a goal and then afterwards I'm like, what am I doing? But I think that's the competitive side like coming over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely I've experienced it with football. You have, to, you have to leave it on the pitch a little bit. Um, mm. But it's so easy to get it, to get into yourself. And you said about tennis. Tennis has taught you a lot of ways to calm down. But in tennis, when you're actually playing, it's quite tough to, if you're sort of up against it, you're struggling, say you've made like a couple of double faults, something like that. Things that you are heavily 
rely like it's you're responsible for it yeah if, if you're making that it's so easy to keep going down that slope and your game will Same. just capitulate rather than take it the other direction and be like right that's to leave them there and again going back to the top athletes they're probably the ones when they do a double fault they're like well onto the next point like that's happened whereas at this at this level or you know the level you coach at or yes yeah. a, a lot of people will be like oh, well that was that was rubbish so i'm gonna have to totally. i'm gonna have i'm to so end. i'm so glad you said that yeah sorry i'm so glad you said that it's it's all about the next point it's all about or, or being present because you can your head can go it's so easy to like your head to go in it and it's really it's all the egos come out the ego comes out so much in tennis because like you're there on your own center stage you've got people watching you you you, you pluck out your chest a little bit you want to impress people um and certainly for me, that's the wrong way to go about because I'm more of a kind of defensive grinder player. And if I try and show off, I make a lot of errors. And if I make a lot of errors, my head goes down. So you need to kind of like learn yourself and learn what style of player you are. And, and that's, again, that's another good thing with tennis is like you understand your personality. And for me, my personality in tennis, I'm very much defensive. I want to make sure I want to make balls play. I'd much rather the opponent make a mistake than I make a mistake. Because if I know I make a mistake, I'm going to get frustrated with myself. But if my opponent makes a mistake, I feel good because I've made that ball in play. And also it can flip the thing. They could end up putting their heads down. So, um, but, but definitely, like you said, it's the next point. It's like, okay, that's done. That's done. Okay, now moving on to this next point and then focusing your attention on there. And if you can do that, and it's definitely a skill and it's definitely a skill that you can practice again and again, then it helps. It makes a, such a big difference. And I, I coach a lot of like, younger talented players of Berkshire, so under 12s, under 14s guys, they're going for the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's all in their head. It's all about, okay, shifting. And they're all different and they've all got different personalities. So it's, they have to do, deal with it in a different way. But again, it's the, the self-talk is the big thing and also focusing on the present moment and, and the next point uh, or, or that, that current point. Because if you're still thinking about that last point or that point two, three points ago, it's game over. Like You're out of it. Like. Yeah, and you can take that into life, really, can't you? You know, if if you make a mistake or something doesn't go your way, you could you can basically sit and mull over the mistake, mm. or you can take it as a lesson and move on, and you know, take it to the next point. Like we said, tennis cool. is tennis is one of those things. It is really similar to life in that you can analyze it as you're going along. So at our level, we don't know a lot, or sorry, at like the level we played at or you played at. You don't know your opponent too much like it's not like professionals yeah. where you've got all this analysis um fed to you you have to sometimes play the game to learn how they're playing and then your game plan comes shortly after I, i'm sure things have changed but when i was younger i was always told play four games and think about it in the first four games and then make your game plan from there and that was something i was taught when i was younger i was told the same thing I mean, yeah. it was three games for me yeah three that's games, funny yeah. yeah so and I don't know. It's really similar to life in the sense that you could just you can mull on it and let it suffocate you, or you can just play play your part a little bit and let it go. And it was kind of I'm sure you had it the same when you started your business. When I started mine, I learned so many lessons through failure, through something going wrong, or I was like, oh, I never knew that. I must have said that so many times, or thought that so many times when I was setting it up. Whereas when you walk into there, like you said, sort of chest high, you, you, you want to be like, you know, everything. When, yeah. Like for me, when I was talking to manufacturers and stuff like that, I knew nothing, like yeah. absolutely nothing, but I'll just sort of bullshit my way through until I get to a point. 
Um, but really, all I needed to do was just ask questions, and these people were more or less happy to help. Like you get the odd person that you're going to cross in life that's not there um, to assist you. But you know, majority of people out there were were pretty good and helped me through it. And I think that's something people need to learn in life that if you just look back, take your lessons as you go, and you'll probably come out a bit stronger for it. Well, that's it. I I, like, I commend you for doing what you've done, and also. I had a really good quote. It says, start now, get perfect later. And, and I've got this obsession. A lot of us do. We, we just want everything to be right. And we want everything to be in place. But and we don't know. We're so, we're so young. We're at the very start of our journey. There's so much to learn. And also, if you're trying to get everything right, you're, you're, you're not moving. And, and I think a lot of time, just by doing things, uh, certainly for me with, with my business was to get schools so I need I needed to get money that was the first thing I needed to get money in place so I contacted all these schools and just went for it and did all these free taster sessions and then started like started doing my clubs so started getting morning clubs and after school clubs so money started coming in there was no website there still is no website um, there's there was no like kind of little kind of t-shirts that I started getting some rackets and tennis balls went in and just did it from scratch essentially and over time what what i've been quite good at is is kind of creating a group of people around me a support bubble i guess um that uh <laughs> that's kind of funny with covid going on at the moment but not a support bubble, like a, a troop of people that would help me and i guess um one of them was jan who basically was my like kind of essentially she was my number two and she she i'm the kind of high energy go out there kind of guy oh what about this idea this idea this idea she's the more kind of all right calm yourself down michael let's do the admin let's get all this in place and then we can kind of take on from there and it's being around these people that's definitely helped me i, I don't again i don't know anything really like I, I've, I've got a skill that I'm, I'm good at so tennis coaching is my skill and i work with that but the business side of things like you said about the manufacturing content schools didn't have a clue what i was doing negotiating like don't have a clue but it's learning. It's definitely like it's trying. It's trying to change from that fixed mindset of oh god, I, I can't do this or whatever to, to changing to the growth mindset. Actually, yes, I can do this. Or or it's I'm at the start and it's gonna I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna get better. But it's, it's it happens all the time, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's interesting how much you discover not just about business but about yourself through going into business, like, for yeah. sure. And I yeah, you're right. You just need to go sometimes. I think. Too many people wait for the perfect moment. I think if you wait and you wait and you wait, you'll realize that the perfect moment has probably passed you by or, or that there never was and there never will be a perfect moment, but it will become perfect as you go. Mm-hmm. And, or you're, you're perfect. You know, not everyone has the same perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, so yeah, it's, you've just got just to make the leap sometimes. Like, don't be stupid with it. Um, I think it's, it's easy to just be like, oh, okay, I'll just take the leap, but you've got zero idea. Like, yeah, you've yeah. got to have your passion. You're going to know what you're doing. Like yours was tennis. Mine was health and fitness overall. And once you've got that, just start dropping away. At it. Like when I started, I remember talking to some family friends of mine who were successful entrepreneurs. And they said to me, they said, you're not going to get very far with just what you've got. So how is it going to become different? And then I'd just talk to them for ages. I'd be like, yeah, oh, this is what's going to happen. And they'd be like, great. How are you going to get there? And I was like, like I haven't yeah. thought I haven't thought that far but now it's you know those conversations and that sort of thing is what got me into position now where I'm like well this is how I'm going to start to get there I'll get to this mm. point and then from there I'll, I'll be having those conversations again like great how are you get into the next step 
you don't have to be like, how am I going to go from zero to a million pounds in my bank account yeah. in the next 10 days? And I think that's what's important. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what we'll do, we'll, we'll cut it up. In this podcast, we always have a little segment called Snack Corner. Um, so I know you've brought a snack today. Um, what, what is it you've brought along? Take us <laughs> Yeah, so um, when you mentioned this to me, I was kind of thinking, what what is a snack that I have regularly? And during Christmas, I was going, I was in Tesco and I was in the fruit section, and there's this huge box, like a big blue box of kind of dates, and it's something that I, I've had before in the past, but I've never, I wasn't really sure, so I bought them, went for them, and um, it's they're quite good because they last for such a long time. I put them in my tennis bag, and consistently, I'll have probably about like eight to ten dates a day and um it's funny because my girlfriend absolutely hates them she cannot stand them at all and i, I just pick out on them i absolutely love them so i guess i guess it's a healthy snack it's, it's one of the, one of the good ones i guess um and i was looking up the health benefits as well there's there's so much to it but um not not one that a lot of people like actually i'm not sure about yourself are you a date fan do you know what? I, I haven't had them since I was in school. In, in yeah, primary school, yeah. literally, yeah, we'd, you'd have to try everything in primary school. <laughs> it's part of the trial by fire that they put you through. But I, have, I haven't touched dates since. Everyone that I've talked to doesn't like them. Like, I've not met a person yet that likes them. <laughs> they're a bit like, they're weird looking, aren't they? Which yeah, like, yeah, doesn't really. Help. Um, but, like a big yeah. raisin with a big seed in it and you, you bite it and you're straight into like the seed but uh, yeah <laughs> that's my snack <laughs> nice okay cool so you have that sort of do you have it outside of when you're coaching or is that just like quite a quick and easy snack on the go it's a quick and easy one on the go and it's usually like usually tennis but if I'm winding up my girlfriend it's like late late in the evening just having a little snack on them but it's usually at tennis and that's the thing with, with my job usually doing like six seven hours back to back so you don't really have much time to have a big meal. I guess you have the big meal before the big meal after, but usually during it, I'm just snacking all the time. So, so dates are my recent one, but they do change. It changes all the time. Sometimes like, I'm quite impressed with them. It's always quite healthy stuff like nuts, but then I guess it can go like a quick Mars bar here and there to like keep myself going. It's all energy. That's the thing. It's like to, to keep fueling the body because I'm on the go all the time. Yeah, and ten well, especially playing tennis. I know coaching tennis can be quite tough, especially when you've got quite a lot back to back. I was I was a coaching assistant for a little while. And um yeah, when you've got loads back to back, like you said, you don't really have much time to stop because a lot of the time you're sort of ushering children out whilst you're yeah, getting yeah. a new lot in and same with adults. <coughs> and um yeah. like tennis in general, when you're playing it, you, you see all the professionals, especially these sort of five sets they're they're having sort of a lot of electrolytes stuff like that to get energy in quickly mm -hmm. you see them drinking their, their squashes or yeah yeah be. um so yeah it's it's quite a good one for that i imagine because high in sugar um especially um dried fruit is really good for preserving sugar um so it's quite quite a good snack to have, I imagine. Well, yeah, it was just a random one. It was it was in uh, like I said, it was in Tesco just before Christmas. There was this huge box, and actually, I I think I'll pretty much keep doing it because, like you said, it's you do burn up a lot. Obviously, I'm not training at a really intense level like these pros, but at the same time, you're moving all the time. You're you constantly have to be on the ball. You've got these kids that you're dealing with. If it's group sessions or adult sessions, are not allowed at the moment. But adult group sessions, you have to have a lot of like energy for those sessions to keep you know, going around maybe a group of eight people kind of checking in on them all the time running the session so just a quick snack that's quite small that is quite filling is perfect is ideal yeah 
gets you through it, doesn't it? So with your business at the moment, what, what, what is the situation? Because I know, for example, like golf, you can play sort of two balls and, and you can do it small in small amounts or small groups because it's outside. Can you said you can't do group sessions for adults currently, but you can for children. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've got two things going on at the moment. Um, one is the company. So that's uh, pretty much going into schools, doing morning clubs, lunchtime clubs, after school clubs. However, with the school situation at the moment, that's pretty much stopped. There is one school that is allowing me to go in at the moment. And um, so that's an after school club. But obviously, that's we're in the, the kind of school holidays at the moment. That'll be starting up next again week. Um, so I'm able to do that, but usually I was in 10 schools before, but now that's reduced to like one. The lucky thing for me is I'm like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm the head coach at Rising Tennis Club and my focus is completely shifted from the company to the tennis club. Mm-hmm. With the tennis club, that's been, the guidelines have been since, when, when did this all kick off? Since March last year. That's all. That's changed completely. So we had, we had, we've had two lockdowns since. In the two lockdowns, we weren't able to do any coaching at all. Um, when we came out of the first lockdown, we're able to do small groups. So it was groups of five, and that was both adults and um, children. But you, we had to obviously social distance. And I guess the good thing with tennis is you are able to do that because they're such a big core and you can stand other other ends from one another. But now with the it being in a tier four. Uh, all, you're only allowed to do children group sessions, no adult group sessions, but you can do one-to-ones. So it, so at the moment, I'm quite busy because no one's got anything else to do. But tennis is one of those things that you can do some. So I'm quite busy with individual lessons, which is great. I mean, I'm just so grateful that I'm able to still coach. I mean, yeah. there's so many other sports that aren't able to go on at the moment, but tennis is one of those, that, like you said, golf as well, that you are able to do so. So to be on court, to be able to w- still work and do something that I love, I'm I'm so lucky to be able to do that. Um, but but my like I said, my main focus is not the company anymore. That's kind of almost on hold. I can do some of the the background stuff for that, but really my main focus is the tennis club and trying to grow the tennis club as well um, as much as I can in this in this time. Yeah, exactly. It's really it's really tricky. I've kind of had a similar thing. I had so many knockbacks from certain aspects of the business a few things i was trying to i was trying to launch you know right before march it was it was probably planned for april time and i've just had to completely put that on hold and we'll start again um and some of the other aspects you know the, the clothing for example with with everything that's going on with factories and also a lot of stuff with brexit as well that that just had to pause and i think sometimes you do have to just shift your mindset it took it took me a while to actually accept yeah. it but like i was just treading water and constantly getting rejections for such a period of time that I just wasted time and energy trying to get something done when probably better off spent just accepting it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the moment you're kind of back up. You, like you said, the, the business isn't really running, but you're keeping the coaching. Did you ever have a period where you had nothing on? During lockdown or? Yeah. Any, yeah. Lockdowns really. Yeah, definitely. So the first lockdown, uh, I believe it was like the end of March, I kind of was living down here. And um, I was actually like, I was in a, I was in a spare room. So there's an app called spare room was living there. And my rent was just about to start again, wasn't able to work. It was like, what do I do? So just before lockdown happened, I moved, went back up to Scotland, I spent two months there with the family. 
and didn't do like no no work or anything. It was it was an odd time. Got to spend a lot of time with family, which was great, but also you kind of realize actually that's not why that's why I'm not living with family anymore. You kind of and oh, it's it's an interesting dynamic because no one was able to work. So you're in a house, um, five people for the for two months. Um, but family that I hadn't spent a lot of time with because obviously I'd moved from when did I move down to England? Like when I was 22, 23. So for, for a reasonable amount of time, for over five years, I hadn't lived with my family. And obviously before then I wasn't living because I was working abroad. So it was an interesting dynamic. I mean, again, so lucky to be able to do that. So lucky I was able to move, go back to Scotland and spend time with the fa- with the family and not be down south, like looking at like kind of my bank balance thinking that there's no money coming in. I still need to pay my rent. So I was very lucky then. But yeah, a lot of kind of this year has been crazy in terms of lots of switch off time i'm usually so non-stop non-stop working and this is what the, one of the first times in my life when i've been like actually i'm not working and it's been good because it's been a lot of time for reflection and kind of go actually maybe working all the time isn't the best thing maybe some some time off and kind of to look at things and look at different areas of business or, or whatever of life of like things that i enjoy um because I ended up becoming a little bit of a one-trick pony. I ended up just tennis, tennis, tennis. And um, during this lockdown, I've discovered so much more. We, we've had chats on the phone about like psychology and like lots of different aspects of things. Like also, I'm really into like there's a guy called Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you've ever heard him. The Power Now. It's um it's a really good book, and it's all about being present in the moment and any like anxious feelings or or paranoia. It comes from the future, the past, but it's being present and just a lot of that kind of stuff and like I said earlier as well going on walks doing these kind of things like just you just start to appreciate things a lot more and I don't think I'd have been able to do that if it wasn't for the lockdown so trying to take the most out of these kind of situations and again I'm just so lucky to to have these kind of things I mean there's so many other people in positions when it's like it's awful like they, they can't pay bills they can't do whatever and I'm in a position when I'm I have been able to go back to family or be able to like take time off of work and go actually reflect and go I actually want to go down this route or, or down this route and and like I said with the company going big gutted obviously I wasn't able to keep progressing that but it's actually made me time to it's given me time to stop and go actually I'm going to stop that for just now I'm going to focus on another area build that up get some more capital behind me but I get a lot of a lot from the tennis club as well and take it that direction and I just waffled on I can't even remember what I just said there <laughs> no it was all relevant it was all relevant <laughs> yeah. to what we did but yeah it's, oh, it's good I think I think for a lot of people that lockdowns were basically it was like a pause. I, I know a lot of people had to keep working. Um, yeah, were you summer. were you working during the time? Were you? Uh, so I was I was furloughed for two months. So really grateful to actually be furloughed. Um, yeah, yeah. Came back uh, lockdown two. I was working through it. We we managed to do sort of a click and collect version of it, um, mm. and then obviously this one now we worked for about five days and we all got put on furlough by two people yesterday um so it yeah it was um it's going to be difficult um I, the first first time was great because it was summer and you didn't really do much you could enjoy it like you said you got out um i personally don't like running but i got into running yeah um yeah. and yeah even stuff like the walks everything like that um was good and i started a few things started like furthering education whatever else Mm. um but yeah so now 
now not working through it again. I I don't know how long this will last. I don't think anyone does. Not even yeah, sure yeah. Do. Oh, I I made I made it earlier sound like it was all like oh yeah, I'm so grateful for all this. It was hard at times. I mean, I'm like oh, I said, yeah. I was so I was so used to working, and I guess with working, I was almost like distracting myself from my. I guess my true feelings and it's, it's, it's quite an easy distraction because it's something like when I work, I'm doing a lot of exercise, I guess, cause I'm outside, I'm, I'm in nature, I'm speaking to people, I'm doing this, but you kind of distract yourself from the real feelings inside. And I guess when I stopped that, I was like, Oh, hang on a second. I'm so used to doing that. So yeah. all of this stuff would come out and, it, and it, it was quite, I guess now looking back quite interesting during the time I was like, Oh God, I feel like lost. I don't know what to do. Yeah. But it's interesting because it's, it's been great. It's been great for me to actually stop, have a look at myself and, and take some time out to like see what's going on. So, so definitely it's been, that's why I'm saying I'm so grateful and it's such a positive because if I didn't have that, you never know what could happen. I could have kept on going to burn out and then been in a bad place. So yeah, yeah definitely. I, th- I think there's two ways to look at it. You can either be gloomy and down and say what a terrible situation it is, which it has been um, worse mm-hmm. for some than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for a lot, a lot of people, like I said, it allowed it allows you to slow down. And if you did look back and reflect on it, or even when you're in the moment, if you're like, "Wow, this is actually quite nice," you know, I had had people from work. We we work on weekends a lot of the time, um, and from there, they're like, oh, "I haven't spent a full weekend with my kids." I, you know, I've yeah. never spent six weeks in a row with my kids, or you know, extended out to three months. They're like, "I've never, I've never spent this time with young children," yeah. and you know, I. I had a new girlfriend at the time. I was like, what were the chances that we'd end up um, spending that much time together? Cause we moved in. We decided mm. to, to make the choice to move in and we'd probably only been together about five months at that point. Could have went the other way though. Could have went the other way. hundred percent. You know, you could have got in and thought, oh wow, now I'm stuck in here for two months. <laughs> oh no, I've done. Yeah, yeah, what have I done? I'm sure, that was the case. <laughs> no, you know what? Luckily it didn't. And it, it was one of those situations you'd never get to know someone so quickly. It's kind of yeah. like we compared it, it's obviously not as nice as, but we compared it to like Love Island. When you're on those sort of situations or game shows, Big Brother, anything like that, you're going to get to know these people so much quicker because you're yeah. with them 24 yeah. seven. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a good experience. And in, in that sense, but in certain other aspects, you, I definitely struggled. Um, I think a lot of people did. There's there's so much focus on mental health and I think a lot of people's mental health took a massive knock and probably even the people who are like, Oh, you know, mental health doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they'd probably start to realize, like, well, actually it's quite tough when I can't see my friends or I don't have my family there to help me, you know, all of those things they'd start to realize. So it's definitely, definitely tricky. So. hundred percent. And I think that's, that's kind of what I touched upon when, when I said, yeah. Sorry, so I was just saying like definitely what I was touching upon with the distractions, how we're so we distract ourselves with everything. Is it going for a, a pint at the pub? Is it going, is it doing anything? Like we're always distracting ourselves from our true feelings and, and when you stop, it, it comes out. So I think that's why a lot of people are kind of scared of meditation because when they meditate, their, their minds is just always going on. They, they can't, they don't know how to stop their minds. And again, that that's the one thing I learned from the the Paranel, the Eckhart Tolle book is that the, the mind is a tool, and we, we a lot of us don't have me for one certainly doesn't we don't have control of the mind, and the mind controls us. But actually, if you can slow yourself down, and yeah, be be more I guess be more present, 
then you realize it's this concessive like mind loop of just and a lot of times it's just the same thing going on but we distract ourselves so when we do stop it's like whoa what is going on and then yeah. we have all these feelings of self-doubt or whatever yeah so what's the future looking like for you do you have plans or do you think you know you're just going to wait and see see when we're out of this and go from there yeah so the future for me is the tennis club in that tennis club as, as much as I can put, put my time and energy into that place I do think though with my company the, the, the tennis club is pretty much it can grow to a certain amount but it's quite a small as you know it's quite a small tennis club four courts it can only grow to a certain amount and then that's it I, I'm all about growth that's one of my highest values is is growing is learning and certainly with a tennis club I can get it to a certain amount and I don't want to stop that I want to keep doing that but I certainly see my company of tennis going into schools that can grow and that could, that could, that not necessarily has to be Berkshire, but that could grow all over. I need to, like you said at the start, I need to almost like plan it a little bit more. I have these great ideas and I want to do this, but it definitely revolves a lot of planning um, for sure. But I definitely see pop-up tennis, the companies being more of my thing. But that takes me out of the coaching side. Like I said at the start, my passion is coaching. And with the company, I can't be doing all the work. I, I have to obviously have more coaches doing that. So I almost take like a, a step back from the coaching side of things and that take like a kind of managerial view of things and kind of grow it in that sense. So so I need to develop my business side as well. So I, if I'm just a... a not just a coach, because there's so much about coaching. I think coaching is fantastic and I love it. And I will always will do coaching, but to grow a company, I'll need a lot more or I'll need to join forces with another person that has more experience or, or has a different outlook on things and definitely someone that's different to myself. I think it's quite easy to be attracted to someone that's similar to yourself, mm -hmm. but I definitely need someone that's more of a no nonsense. Let's get this done instead of being kind of airy fairy like uh, like myself. But but that, that for me that that is my future. That definitely is 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 building the club, building the company, and going in that direction. You never know where it's going to take you. Really, you can plan all these things, but you don't know what's around the corner for sure. No, exactly. I think that's exciting more than anything else. But it sounds really positive. It sounds like you've got a direction, and like you said, it's you're, you're lucky that you've got your passion. Um, mm. So at least you can put ideas to drive you towards that or, or, you know, use that passion to drive you towards an end goal. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, and either way, I suppose you'll still be winning as long as you're taking part in, in the thing you love. And that's the thing, like you said, it's, it's, this is the growth mindset, whatever I do, if, if I've got that attitude that I will always be learning. And if it, let's say the tennis club stops because of COVID or the company stops, I've learned so much from those things so it's not going to be it would be devastating i'd be gutted not gonna lie but at the same time i've learned so much from that could i take that into another area or, or whatever so yeah well mike that's brilliant thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I've, I've really enjoyed it i'm sure the listeners will too um do you want to sort of plug your businesses where people can get you uh, sort of get in contact with you at all well i guess the the one business that is still going on at the moment is the tennis club rising tennis club so that is um in Berkshire, quite close to where you live. Are you still Spencer's Woods? Uh, yeah, just down from there, three mile cross. Still spent, yeah, so um, so in that area, if you are interested in tennis, or like I said at the start, there's a lot of people that hadn't played tennis for 20, 30 years and thought, actually, it's a great time to get back into it. Um, and, and they've done that and they've loved it. And it's, it's not just tennis. There's a, a big social side to it as well. That obviously will expand as COVID kind of, 
potentially goes away, we don't know. Uh, but there's that set of things, but also for kids coaching as well. So if you do want to give tennis a shot, then definitely um, Rise of Tennis Club. It's just kind of on Facebook and there's the website as well. Brilliant. Well, as always, guys, thank you for listening in. There are no sponsors on this podcast. So if you are looking to support the pod, then please head over to www.explorelifestyle.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you next time. Bye-bye.